Welcome back to How We Saw It. It's been so long I don't remember my musical cue. Well, if you hear my voice, I can only need one thing if you're doing an old school episode. So, we won't be as serious and we won't be sticking as strictly to our mission statement of being your positive mental health break. But, anyway, this is Mike, and as always, the top 10 to my YouTube channel. The Cronenberg to my Harryhausen, Aaron. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? What's up, dude? It's been forever. How are you? Good, good, good. Sweet. All right. So, uh, all right. So, since it's been a while and I'm anxious to get into this, let's get the business out of the way. All right, people. If you dig what we're doing, and we, of course, hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come on over to our Facebook group and hang out. Uh, you know, sometimes when we have episodes, we do stuff over there. Uh, and that's where you'll find all of our episode info. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at How We Saw It Pod. I don't think people understand how like distant we've actually been since a lot has happened. Yeah, it's, it's been, been like uh, God, like well, you know, when we first logged on, I was like, I haven't heard your voice because neither one of us are like phone talkers. So like, yeah, this is the first we've actually like talked talked and. I mean, since the last episode, like, it's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Shit. How old are you now? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't either. It's old, though. It's old, exactly. Ooh, we have a sponsor for this week. Oh. You know, they say all podcasts are created equal, but you look at 18 to 49. You look at other podcasts and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another podcast, so you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beat 18 to 49. And then you add poorly written WWE shows. To the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way podcast analytics. You got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I... I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because poorly written WWE shows can't beat me. I'm going to try. So other podcasts, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at podcast analytics. But then you take my 75% chance of winning. If we used to go one-on-one -on -one and then add 66 and two-thirds percent. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at Podcast Analytics. See, other podcasts. The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at Podcast Analytics. So why don't you tell us what that was all about? <laughs> I need to tell you first that it was almost impossible. I was trying to, I was like biting my tongue. Cause when he does the, when you do the podcast analytics, it makes me giggle every time I hear it. All right. So uh, yeah. So some of you may be like, be like, what the fuck was that? Um, and uh, in, in between Mike and I doing the episodes, I started up a wrestling based podcast called the 18 to 49. Uh, with my friend Brian Glynn, uh, who at the time was living over in Ireland. He actually lives in Canada now. Um, so we're, I know we're on the same, we're on the same time zone and it's really weird. Um, it's a, uh, it's a review show. We started back at like a, 
oh god it was uh right after right after the royal rumble in 97 and we started reviewing monday night raw episodes from the viewpoint of someone close to the 18 in the 18 to 49 demographic and someone closer to the 49 um obviously the 18 being brian the 49 being me um so it's uh yeah we got like nine episodes in uh we're doing reviews every now and then we will throw in a uh retrospective episode on a particular wrestler from that uh that time frame um we're gonna try and do some true crime and professional wrestling stuff here and there um and uh he and i have been discussing because it's been a little while since we've recorded those too uh and uh, with the 10th episode coming up we're going to add some little things to the show and kind of liven it up a little bit so if you're looking for a wrestling show and you want to support me which i would love uh you would go to spotify and look up babyface broadcasts or i believe you can do the same thing uh on itunes and let's see anchor and pretty much anywhere i think at this point you look up uh, either the 18 to 49 or babyface broadcasts and check us out yeah it's it's pretty good after i got over the initial sting of being cheated on so openly <laughs> i have been enjoying the episode well thank you thank you i appreciate it i i was not trying to uh to rub it in your face baby i promise well, just a little bit <laughs> What's keeping you sane? What's keeping you sane? What, 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 what's keeping you sane? Hey, what's keeping you sane? So you're going to have to limit it seems it's been months. Right. And try to keep it to the highlights. Fucking whittle it down here. Uh, I'm opening up something really quick. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, what's been keeping me sane? Good Lord. So much, I guess. Um, all right. So here were the uh, here were the easy ones. Um, L. Ray, uh, as some people would know, I'm a giant L. Ray fan. And on Sundays, they play Kung Fu movies all day. However, they now started on Saturday nights doing two like old school like Lucha Libre movies. So basically like those Spanish language movies where the wrestler is the star of the film and he beats up like, you know, mad scientists and shit like that. So I've been watching all these weird Lucha Libre movies uh, like Santo and Blue Demon versus like Dracula and let's see the, the Revenge of the Crying Woman. It's like a La Llorona movie. Uh, Curse of the Aztec Mummy, and all of these are like, I don't even know how to, you would describe them. Like, I would call them B-movies, but I feel like it's, they're like remakes of B-movies. So like, they have their own version of the mummy, their own version of Dracula, but then they have like, you know, a mad scientist makes a giant tin can robot with somebody's head in it. And, uh, you know, the wrestler's got to go in and get in a fight with him. And it always starts with a wrestling match and it ends with a wrestling match. It's like the weirdest thing. And at first, they, do they that? dub them or do oh, they dub them or do they sub them? No, they're totally, they're totally dubbed. I would actually kind of, some of them are dubbed. Like it sounds like they were maybe dubbed a little more recently. Mm-hmm. So the, I don't know, would you call it the acting quality is a little bit better by the person reading the lyric, the lines but some of the early ones, like the like the, the there's like black and white ones that they play every now and then that I'm not always such a fan of. Um, 
those are dubbed so poorly that sometimes it's damn near impossible to even watch them. They'll have like a little kid and the voice will be like, it's obviously an adult trying to put on like a little kid voice. Um, And it'll, it'll about send me like right up the wall. Uh, Let's see. What else has there been? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. When I wrote this list, I had just started playing the game. Uh, I'm done with it now. I beat it. Uh, What a fantastic game. Um, It's a samurai game. Uh, Tay has like, you know, uh, uh, the the Mongols invade the, you know, invade Japan. And you kind of play this... uh, this samurai who they think is dead and he, he survives this big battle. And then you have to kind of, you know, root out the Mongols. Uh, but there's this weird, like, there's this weird sub story going on with your uncle who, uh, wants you to be the kind of honorable samurai and face everything head on. Uh, and then there's this other side that wants you to be a little bit more sneaky. So you kind of have to meld the two together uh, and your uncle doesn't really like it, and it, it's a whole thing. Uh, but it's a fantastic game, just in the sense of, like, how it looks. Holy shit, I don't think I've ever played a game prettier than now, this. did you play it on the Kurosawa mode? I did not play it on Kurosawa mode, because I wanted to actually see the colors and stuff the first run through. <clears throat> and my intention was to run it through normal. And then I would play through a second time and clean up whatever trophies and stuff that I had missed. Uh, and I would play the second time in the Kurosawa mode. Um, but I cleared all the trophies in the first run. It's the first yeah. time I think I've ever done that before. And it is it is my very first 100% game on the PlayStation. So I was, uh, I was really proud that I had done that. Um, but now I got to run through the whole game. Like I got to just... I just have to do it for Kurosawa mode for fun. There's no cleanup involved. Well, I got to get it because that new multiplayer mode looks awesome. I I saw an article about it, but I didn't actually look into what it was. What is like, is it just straight up like, you know, 1v1 or is there? No, it's like, it's a co-op. It's it's a raid. You know, it's like an MMORPG type raid system. Like, I think it's almost like a Destiny type thing where you're... There's each person that you could pick different classes yeah. of samurai. Yeah. So you could have like the tank, the healer, that kind of stuff. And the, but they're like the ninja, the samurai, the right. archer. Huh. That's really cool. I think I would actually try that out, at least to see how it is. Huh. That's been great. Yeah. Because yeah, now that I've got good internet, there's no excuse that. Right. Now you it. can just play. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only downside is I put so much time into this game that when it was done, now I don't know what to play. Now I had Marvel's Avengers. I I, I had pre-ordered it and I got it while I was finishing up Ghost. And uh, all right, here's what I'll say about Marvel's Avengers. It's uh, it's a, it's a nice looking game. Um, I think the story is kind of it's it's like a basic story. Like there's nothing on re- reinventing the wheel or anything. Um, but it's fine. It's fun. Uh, I don't care that they made kamala khan the main the main character i see a lot of internet trolls hated that that did not did not bother me in any way shape or form um in fact i thought she was a perfectly fine character however the game is really repetitive like i mean quite literally you only fight the same six or seven villains through you know through the whole game and there's only like two or three different boss fights 
Hmm. So I, I was enjoying the hell out of it at first. And then it just kind of fell off because I realized like, this is the same thing I've done like six other times now. And all of these messages got missions are kind of the same. And, uh, man, that's boring. So I'm kind of in between games at the moment. I did just start Borderlands three up again, just for fun. Cause it's kind of, you can kind of mindlessly play that. Um, but I don't know if it's sunk its hooks into me yet. So I'm in between games, I guess. Maybe I'll get that second run of Persona 5 in now. Or something. <laughs> no, no, I just bought that. Uh, I just bought the Yakuza set there. The one that you had told me about there. The one where they uh, they repackaged, oh God, like 3, 4, and 5. Or 4, mm-hmm. 5, and 6 or something like that. Yeah. So I still got three of those. And there's another one coming. I just saw an ad the other day for another Yakuza game. So I guess... Uh, Yes, I got some shit to play again. <laughs> <clears throat> and it is getting into video game season too, man. It's like it's October, so uh like everybody's like, "Oh, it's spooky season." And it's like, yeah, it's also like one month before video game season where I have to figure out how much blood I need to sell to get a hold of the games I want to play. Uh, well, I guess it's, don't worry because it's going into new console season. I know. I know. Able to get any pre-orders? I missed all we're, like the money is there. We're set we're set up to get them when they become available, but I no, we missed out on the pre-orders. I was going to do the Xbox uh via the payment plan cuz I actually thought that was a pretty a pretty great uh offering that they brought this time and Jen had absolutely no luck getting anything and we didn't even bother trying for the ps5 because i knew that there was just there wasn't going to be any available so i'll get when they release them i'll just get the next run i guess right so get the second run yeah and it gives them a chance to maybe work all the kinks out of so at least some of them because you know one of them's gonna be bad at something oh god yeah you know like you i think you can use it for a blast furnace from the looks of them right like I have to, I looked at the Xbox and I was like, I don't think this is going to fit on my TV. So, like I had to like, I was like, can you lay it on the side? Cause if you can, I'm in trouble. Hmm. Like it, what an odd shape, man. Like, ugh. Hey, what if we made this look like a cinder block that was standing up on end? What do you think about that? <laughs> Great design guys. Somebody got paid a lot of money for that. Um, and that, I mean, that's pretty much, like I said, we could go on for hours about the amount of shit that kept us sane over the last, like, few months or whatever. But, uh, I mean, that's good for now. What is What kept you sane, man? Okay. Wow. So, I'm trying to decide here. Like, I think the, the picture you should put for this episode will be Homer burning a bridge. Okay. Because that's what it that I'm about to do up in here. Oh God, let me. Oh, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta. I want to like get comfortable in my seat. I have been waiting for this for months. And uh, all right, let's let's go do it. So, my people in the podcast lands, I finally did it. I finally left my retail job. The place I couldn't say out of fear of being fired was the wonderful Orange Box Home Depot. Now, I always hated it, but it was a job. But between the COVID response from them and someone reporting me for my social media use, I think it was, I finally figured that was time to go. Not to get off on a hot take here, but their proud speaking point of the whole COVID response is how they treated their associates. Do you know how they treated their associates? They gave us a weekly $150 bonus. 
do you know how you qualified for that bonus? By working more hours. So by putting yourself out in the public to up your risk of affection, you got your bonus. Associates died from COVID-19. Their life was worth 100 bucks. Instead of going curbside like they should have and limiting access to the public, as soon as COVID hit, they went full tilt boogie on wearing the essential retailer badge. You know what was fucking essential for bored people to buy during a pandemic? Because I don't. I mean, they could have shut down the paint desk, but they didn't. They could have shut down some of the lawn and garden stuff, but they didn't. They wanted to sell that shit. So, out of a national tragedy, Home Depot saw their opening and made record profits. Fuck them, is what I say. Fucking known shop there. If you have to go to a hardware store, go to a mom and pop. Fuck the corporate bullshit shit they fed me. The founders did not pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They were propped up by a venture capitalist. So fuck them and fuck their Trump-loving politics. Home Depot wasn't some mom-and-pop success story like they preach they are. They were just another capitalist wet dream. Oh, and I started playing Diablo 3 again. <laughs> I just... This is me fucking clapping for you, man. This is, uh, like, no doubt, like, this is the best news of 2020. As far as I'm concerned, you know, until they say, uh, I mean, we've still got a few weeks left, obviously, for the, for the year. I mean, so you, personally, this is the this is the best story for me of 2020, because you were miserable there. That place was toxic as fuck. And uh, I love you too much to see you stay in a place like that for, for any longer. Um, I'm so happy that you are not there anymore. Um, I just think it's fantastic. I hope, I hope you feel better not being there. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, obviously I still have depression and that shit, but it's not, I don't want to hurt myself anymore Mm -hmm. to get out of work. I, my mind has felt better. Like I don't have a fog anymore. That's full of the hatred and, thinking about how much i hate work i'm like i'm remembering things i haven't thought of in decades right no because i was at home depot for 14 years and like i'm at the new job and i'll be working on something and i'll be like what the fuck is that memory and be like oh my god yeah i did that wow that's awesome (laughs) all this like i was concerned i was getting dementia i couldn't remember things like if someone asked me for a story yeah, I couldn't tell you a story from my childhood when I was working there, but now I'm like, holy shit, I remember that time I was you were fucking over at my house and you wouldn't play with me, so I started throwing army men at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I mean, th- there's, no, there's no bad in this situation then as far as I'm concerned. Because like, if it was affecting you that much where you were basically like blacking out anything prior to it then shit that place was going to kill you one of these days it was working on it yeah um speaking of stuff killing people um i know i know i have been promising rush limbaugh's death for ages now we made a whole fucking episode about it um (laughs) he's not dead yet but his cancer is now terminal so the party's coming people i am stocking up on like noisemakers and shit and i have been like with the day he announced that it was terminal i was dancing around my house 
Like it makes me sound like a horrible person, but I don't care. Sometimes I am a horrible person and that's fine by me. Um, fuck cancer and fuck Rush Limbaugh too. Uh, I just needed to get that out of the way. Fuck Home Depot too. I'm so glad you're not there. I think you should at them. Would you put this on social media? Uh, I, I can if you want. I don't <laughs> mind. Oh, yeah. What are they going to do? Fire me? Like, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Take down your podcast that is, you know, a small number of people listen to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can send your big city lawyers after me all you want, <laughs> mister. <laughs> it's a small town podcast. <laughs> Oh, God, this is fun. <laughs> well, I don't have a hot take this week, so let's take a quick break. All right. Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in a big white sheet. From your head down to your feet, they put you in a big black box. Cover you up with dirt and rocks And all goes well for about a week And then your coffin begins to leak And the worms crawl in, the worms crawl out The worms play pinochle on your snout They eat your eyes, they eat your nose They eat the jelly between your toes A big green worm with rolls stomach and out your eyes your stomach turns a slimy green and pus pours out like whipping cream you spread it on a slice of bread and that's what you eat when you're dead and the worms crawl out the worms okay, crawl in the us. worms that so crawl in are lean and thin the ones that crawl out are fat so I'm going to start with an honorable mention. White people from Get Out. Yeah. They're fucking scared. They are. It's amazingly scared. And like, I'm a white person, obviously. Uh, we both are. Uh, my whole life I've been one. Uh, and uh like i grew up i guess like i didn't grow up in like rich areas where like those people came from but i legitimately grew up around people like that and i don't think i didn't think they were quite that bad but i guess looking back on it i yeah like god the rich versions of us are awful the poor versions sometimes too but definitely the rich ones like no, it's like, not to get off topic here, but it's surprising how much racist shit was in our background. Right. Like I remember parroting what my parents said about Colin Powell, how well spoken he was. Right, and you don't think any, you never thought anything of it because it's what every white person around us, older, was saying. Oh, he's so well spoken. Well, of course he is. He's educated. He's <laughs> he's this fucking smart guy. <laughs> it's just it gets cringe really like god damn like i start to think i think about stuff like that like you you bring that up and i start to think back on like all of the things i remember like hearing people say and thinking like oh that's not such a horrible thing it was fucking horrible and we should have known better like mm -hmm. it's such a demeaning just diminishing way of speaking about anybody really but 
I mean, the, the obvious reasons why you're you're doing it. Like, we're not racist, but here's something a little bit racist. Like, <laughs> drug our toe through it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the real number five is I picked Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Oh, good one. I mean, Jaws was so popular that, like, the author hates that he helped start a anti-shark yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. And... I'm sure a lot of people know the story of why they used it so little was because it kept breaking down. So that actually adds to the horror of right. it. So it was, it was a happy circumstance there that it broke down. <laughs> but yeah, I figured Jaws would probably be That's a on good any one. list out there. Now, you know what I want to ask you? There's always been a scene, because they always refer to the scene where um, where Brody is, is chum in the water and the shark comes up out of the water. As, as the scene where you see the shark for the first time. That's not the scene where you see the shark for the first time. There's a scene where you see the shark underwater. When it's coming up on that dude in the cove, hmm. when, when it bites that guy as he's trying to like help the kids there, the shark comes up underwater on its side. You can see the fucking shark. Why do they right. refer to that as the scene where you can see the shark for the first time? I mean, I guess they mean like, you know, real, like it's out of the water and you realize mm. what it is. But like, I don't know. I got the general idea from that other scene, too, that he was big and bad. <laughs> <laughs> so the book was kind of like reading a. I don't know. It was, it was the book was kind of from what I remember. It was kind of like re- reading a dying romance. Basically. With a shark in it. Yeah, pretty much. It's funny. I read that. Uh, oh man, I was, I don't know. I was maybe, I was maybe the boy's age and I was over at your next door neighbor's house mm. and they, there, there was a copy of Jaws and I was like, oh, that's a movie. I read that whole book in an afternoon <laughs> at like, I don't know, 10, between the ages of 10 and 13 somewhere. And, uh, there's a lot of inappropriate shit for a kid that age to be reading. Like I was like, like sometimes I look back on it and I think like, wow, it's no wonder you're so fucked up. <laughs> Who rounds out your five spot? Oh, okay. So here's an odd one because uh, the Megalodon, I didn't know if you wanted to call that a cryptid because I mean, technically it was a real creature mm. at one point, but to me, the Megalodon is like just the scariest like it works as a metaphor and it works as a, as a legitimate scare. Uh, the legitimate scare is because Jesus Christ, it's the fucking Megalodon. Um, <laughs> just to think of a great white shark and then just, you know, like blow it up big, like very big. Um, but the metaphor works for me is like, it's the whole reason that I don't like to swim in the ocean. Like, mm. because there's just shit in there that can eat you. Now the book I read, at a night at your house. Did you? Yeah, like when you lived at the other place mm-hmm. there. I read it in the night, like I from like when we went to bed till the morning. Right. I read through the book. It's a it's a it's not a bad book. I really it was one of the first books like when, right around the time you read it was probably right around the time that I read it too. Or you know, like not far off from it. It was the first book that I had sat down and read in quite a while, and I was like I had a great deal of fun with it. It was like, it was, it was kind of funny because I guess if you think about it, like, all right, so that was the first book I'd read in quite a while. And Jaws was probably the first book I had read in quite a while at that age too. Mm-hmm. So it was like sharks got me in both times, but <laughs> the Megalodon, like, what did, did you like, what did you think of the book? 
I thought I I never read like that, and I read through that thing like it's. I think if you looked up the word popcorn novel, a hundred percent, yeah, dictionary that would be the example they yeah. give. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was it was it was written like a pitch to it for a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like one. You yeah. Know? It's, and then they went and made the movie, and it's I don't I don't hate the movie. It's fine. it's a giant shark movie. The fuck kind of Oscar winning for shit were you planning on getting? Right. But yeah, seriously, the 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 whole concept of the megalodon in the ocean, like so, like the the I forget what the percentage of the ocean that's never been explored is, but like holy shit, uh, that's fucking terrifying to think that a giant great white shark that could eat you like me eating a tic tac basically is just kind of hanging out there and might come up for, you know, for some apparent reason on that day. So I just, you know, the ocean is his house and I don't walk into other people's houses unannounced. So I'm not going swimming in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. I love that deep water horror. Like yeah. The appearance. Yeah. Like, um, the, what was that movie that was an underwater version of, a, of the thing? Mm-hmm. Oh man. It had a, uh, it's the one with Just Dustin talk. Hoffman. Is that the one no, you're talking I, about? All right, no, so there no. was there was the Abyss, and then there was uh, fuck. Is it Deep Star Six? No, that's not it. Um, Leviathan. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, it was the thing underwater. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't even think about it that way until you brought that. Yeah, shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I just love. Underwater horror works, man, because like the whole point of like good horror for me, like the atmosphere is important and you've got to feel like you're kind of out of your element and either like underwater, you can get like too much space and like anything could be around you or you get that like crazy claustrophobic kind of feel because you're in Mm -hmm. like a submarine or an underwater can you know base or something like that like underwater is like that too right isn't there they're like underneath in like some kind of undersea base yeah kind of thing i'm looking forward to watching that hbo is getting that in like a couple weeks and i'm finally going to get a chance to watch a Kristen stewart movie I, yeah it's it's very atmospheric right it's also a creature feature it's pretty good i enjoyed it yeah, well, that's why I kind of like put eyes on it because you had said that you really dug it, and I was like, "Well, you wouldn't tell me you dug something if it was like trash." So I'll, I'm obviously gonna. And then you told me it was a creature feature, and I was definitely in. So now, like, I like I said, I love the underwater stuff. So a couple books to recommend to people is "The Deep" by Nick Cutter. It's a really good. It's a mixture of well, they're on the bottom of the Mar- Marianas Trench trying to find a cure for a disease, hmm. and it it does a good job of mixing that claustrophobic horror with the Lovecraftian theme. Mm-hmm. So that's really good, kind of like the Kristen Stewart movie there does. And the other one is in the Drowning Deep, and it's about it's from by Mira, Mira Grant, and. It's about mermaids, and it's terrifying. It's really good. Really, Yeah. Huh. Oh, cool. While you're mentioning Lovecraft, this was something that I had meant to put into, like, what was going to be the next episode back back when. Uh, I Remember how I told you I was constantly trying to to like The Void? Mm -hmm. And I just needed, I knew I just needed to watch it sometime. I finally watched it, and I was like, I get it. This is a good movie now. I actually (laughs) enjoyed it, finally. So the Lovecraft thing made me think of it. 
So I think the, the secret to Lovecraftian horror is not to do a Lovecraft story. Yeah. It's just to do your own thing with that cosmic horror feeling. I think you're right. So for number four, I have Jason from Friday the 13th. And I'm specifically, what I was thinking of Jason from Friday the 13th, I was thinking of the video game from the NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the golden purple. How much it scared me mm-hmm. as not, a kid. Not purple and green or whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Jason in the movie too, I mean, he they basically created a genre. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's it's funny, we went from sharks to basically like, Jason is kind of the great white shark of Right. of horror they say michael myers is that but i don't i don't agree uh because uh jason has the best kill count <laughs> uh i it, he's probably my favorite i think of like the big three which would be like freddie jason and michael myers like i think i think jason is my favorite which is weird because john carpenter is my favorite director but there's just something like jason for the big lumbering oaf that he is in the movies like he has this, there's like, there's like personality to him almost. And I think you can obviously kind of thank Kane Hodder and, and, and the other people that, that played him for that, because it, obviously they're the ones that have to put the aura out there. But uh, I don't know. Jay- I think with the movie series, you can put a mo- one of those movies on and not have to, you know, like some of the Friday movies, some of the Halloween movies, you kind of have to work yes. towards paying attention and actually yeah. liking it. Yeah. Whereas any of the Jason movies is just any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies are just they're good fun. Yeah, they, you just put them on, and you know what they are, and there's no <laughs> whatever you want to call. Yeah, it. Yeah, don't bother giving me the characters' names. Don't bother necessarily introducing them too much because I know what they're there for. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh man, that makes me want to go watch Jason X again. I haven't seen it. Yet. Well, you, you want to go buy that Blu-ray box? I'm buying. I'm going to get it. I think. I think I'm going to get it. <laughs> Which fucking sucks because it's essentially a double dip for me. I already have a Friday set. I want the quadruple dip. Yeah, yeah, just about. I had them all on VHS too. So, yeah, it's at least a triple. Uh, God damn it! Oh boy, I hate capitalism. Take my money, capitalism. <laughs> oh God. Um, I it's it's funny that you said the Jason from the the video game though because. Uh, all right, so I played the Friday the 13th game again, like a couple weeks back, and that Jason seemed to be the one that everybody liked to use. Um, so I kind of got accustomed to seeing it again. And then you showed me that shirt the other night of like the the the, the Friday the 13th written in like the death metal band font with the, mm. the with that Jason. And I was like, I, I like this, like whatever, for whatever reason over the last like few months or whatever, like I've decided that I, I kind of like like. Like I, I got into like synth weird synth wave music and like now I wear shirts that have like color on them and like I don't know. It's weird. Everything everything got strange. Twenty twenty, man. <laughs> You're number four. Yeah, my number four is uh the thing. The monster from the thing. Uh I don't think it's probably any real surprise. Uh John Carpenter is my dude. Uh it was also one of the first horror movies i ever watched uh i double featured it i'm sure i've said it on previous episodes i double featured it with uh the fox so i got a double double shot of uh of mr carpenter but the thing is one of the like best monsters because it can be anything uh 
and when it you know like when it first turns into the dogs and it's out and it's in the cage and it's like slapping those tendrils all over the place and the heads oh god like i am not one of those people that gets like squeamish because i understand that it's like it's not real like it's like it's movie magic like so you're supposed to be like oh you know you're kind of in awe of it but no man everything in that movie gives me this kind of like heebie-jeebie like yeah it's it's like a like a it gives me like a full body yuck um (laughs) uh oh god like when the guy when he goes to to hit the fucking paddles on the guy's chest and the chest opens up and the ribs are teeth (laughs) there's a sound effect after it, he pulls the arms away when his arms come off, it sounds like pudding. It sounds like somebody dropped a vat of pudding and it's like, it's the grossest fucking sound. Um, and then I, I like the countless cool scenes that involve that monster. Like you like the, 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 at the end with the dog coming out of the chest or the, the, the giant head that opens up and it bites the, it bites the other, the, the one guy and it's slinging him all over the place. And like the one part, I think it's like in the, with the room with the dogs where it opens up and it looks like a flower. Like it kind of looks like a weird flower. Ma- oh God. The, <laughs> the fucking spider head and the God damn it. If you've never seen the thing, I have to like, first I want to say like, why? Like, what are you waiting on? Like, um, and I would also like to say the 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 2000 and whatever prequel that they did, like they also called the thing for horribly stupid reasons, because it's not a remake. Like you call it that and people assume it's a remake. It is not a remake. It is a prequel to the Kurt Russell movie, uh, which was the Kurt Russell movie is uh, is a remake. <laughs> go figure. Um, it, go watch that prequel, because while the CGI is horrendous, the it's so bad for the most part. Um, it's actually a pretty decent movie. I actually really enjoy that movie for what it is. Um, but you can't recreate the, you know, you can't recreate with CGI, the amazing practical effects that they did in the original. Uh, it, like I still, if I can still watch a movie from 1980 something, or it might even be earlier. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, and get skeeved out by the special effects. That's an effective film. Like that's an effective art form and an effective way of, uh, of making effects. So uh, not, not CG, not all CGI is not a good thing. I don't think. Mm. Number three uh, for me is alien from alien. Mm. I think just a, based on H.G. Geiger stuff. Yep, this was on mine, too. This was on my list, too. And I think the scene, I think in the first one, when it burst out of the tunnel there and you see its hands. Yes! That freaks me out the most. Yes. It's that uncanny valley feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, like, ugh. And those movies are all, until, like, obviously, like, your later ones to a certain extent. But those are, like, the first two. That's all about claustrophobia. Like everything about that movie is like awful claustrophobia and those aliens are everything. Jen hates those movies and her reasoning behind it is because everything looks wet. Like the (laughs) monsters all look wet. And at first I laughed. I was like, that's a, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, how do you hate the alien movies? But like, they really scare her. They freak her out because they look wet. Um, and then, but now, like I watch it, and I'm like, nah, I can kind of see it. Like that's part of the unsettling nature of them is that they look like somebody turned. They look like they're comedically sweating, 
at all times, which would normally be like, ha ha ha, that's funny. But like, you know, when it's got the fucking, you know, like the, 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 the teeth fist that punches out of its mouth there <laughs> and pops a hole in you, um, it makes it a little less funny. Like, <laughs> no, the xenomorphs are fucking wild, man. Like they're like the perfect killing machines, right? Like they're, they're insect like, and they run in like a hive kind of mentality. So I mean, there's million, they, you know, they, they just spread like wildfire pretty much. Um, but Jesus, man, think about it. Like they, 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 they pop out of them gross ass looking eggs and then they, they latch themselves onto your face and then impregnate you through your mouth. Ugh! Um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, 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 the chest burster busts through your chest, you know, hence the name. And, uh, and then, ugh, and then it doesn't dance like space balls. You just die. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking terror. They're gross. They're just they're they're fucking scary. And they're 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 just. Ugh. And I even like Prometheus. I enjoy Prometheus. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool to see the the aliens like where they came from and and all that shit. Uh, I not so much with Covenant. That movie was. Uh, it, was it was okay. But yeah, Xenomorphs, one hundred percent fucking scary. All right, so you're uh, yeah. So I could. Do you want to go again, or you want me to go? You can go with number uh, two. All right. So my number two is uh, the King of the Monsters, Godzilla. Uh, I feel like you can't have a monster list without Godzilla on it. Uh, you suck, because that's my number one. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I I have another number one. Okay. Well, I can do I can do my one that I came up with like while we were doing it. If you want, we'll just talk about Godzilla when we get to your number one. Let's no, start. we can go with your spot. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, there, what can you say that? Yeah, you know, I mean, well, obviously, I can say a little bit, and then Mike's going to say a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> it's it's the king of the monsters for Christ's sake. Like how many sixty some odd movies, maybe more? Uh, always fighting some kind of giant irradiated something and and let's be honest it's a, at its best godzilla when it was at its best is a dude in a rubber suit um mm -hmm. and it's still like kind of awesome to see like people laugh at it but you don't understand godzilla like godzilla is like you know when he first was created he was a he was like a cautionary tale for nuclear warfare like he was a it was a legitimate kind of like warning to society. Uh, you know, you don't think about that when you think Godzilla versus Megalon or Biollante. But but I mean, even then, some of those movies had very kind of pointed warnings about, uh, you know, how we treat the Earth. What is it? Uh, the smog monster is an right. obvious um, is an obvious answer to pollution like polluting the earth like and this monster is created and godzilla has to come and save us again uh i i guess i, I shit i would have to go back and but but they all came from some kind of weird government something usually uh you know except the ones that were considered like kind of you know like the old god monsters like it was i thought it was funny like they were always surprised that godzilla showed up but everybody always seemed to know who these other fucking guys were like some other monster would show up and they'd be like oh that's uh that's ibira it's a giant lobster. Like, how did that slip by? Like, Godzilla freaks you out, but the giant lobster doesn't? Like, gotta be honest. Like, I think they're both equally scary, and a memo should have been sent. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 Godzilla. It's another one of those things that, like, goes back to my childhood. And, I like, when I hear Godzilla movies, it makes me think of, like, Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons on, like, Channel 11, where they would play, like, a 
two Godzilla movies in a row or something like that. Um, and then even, you know, pushing it forward, like, let's not talk about that dumbass Matthew Broderick one. But um, the the newer American ones are great. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, are they a man in a rubber suit? Absolutely not. Uh, does it affect the movie in any way, shape or form? No, they're so well done. They look so good uh, that you, you can't be anything but entertained. And if you can't, find anything good about those movies i don't i don't know what to tell you they're just they're a lot of fun <laughs> they are they are like sometimes like when i'm driving and then i like to think about like picturing godzilla off in the distance mm-hmm. just how massive that would scary that'd be right like just that kind <laughs> of like jaw-dropping oh my god kind of moment because <laughs> even if you saw godzilla like there's no like when God's it's like the cops, when the company calls the, when the cops show up somewhere, it's never a good thing. Like nobody's ever happier when the cops show up. So there's no, there's no scenario where Godzilla comes through where it's like, Oh great. It's Godzilla. Like even if Godzilla was out, like <coughs> looking at for butterflies or some shit like that, you'd be like, how many thousands of people died as you stepped on their houses? You big oafish lizard. Like it's just, there's no scenario where Godzilla coming through is going to be good for anyone. Okay, so my number two is the Baker family from Resident Evil 7. Specifically in the VR mode. Yeah. I I I was up I was almost about to say that I was jealous of you because I don't have the VR setup like that you got to experience this, but then I remembered you telling me how horrifying it was. So I'm not jealous. Like Yeah, it's between the old lady and the wheelchair right. showing up behind you Ugh. multiple times and the mother screaming at you. Yes. Not to look oh my God. <laughs> that was scary. Just on my like regular TV. Like when she jumped out, I was like, ah, <laughs> I had to take off the headset. I was going to say, how many times did you have to like pause and, and just take that off? Like you really did like, I would like live in the safe rooms. I'd be like <laughs> sitting in there. Like it was the only place you actually felt safe. You're like, no, I'm okay in here. Everything's fine. Like, look, there's my typewriter. Everything's fine. Like I'm not coming out of this trailer. They don't need me that bad. <laughs> it just sounds like I, the, the concept, like I like you say VR. Like I think when you say VR for, for video games, people get like a bad taste in their mouth a little bit. Cause some of us had the displeasure of playing the, the, the virtual boy and shit like that back in the day but i mean the way you describe it like this is like stepping right in right like oh yeah yeah it's uh it was it felt oppressive on your skull like it was like i said i had to stop multiple times it was you don't speed run it right 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 the headset <laughs> now when you're d- when you were done playing say right like so you play and then you put the game down for the night did you have like did it make you still like kind of jittery in in the real world outside of the game oh yeah it, it, it carries over for a little while like i definitely have to go look at sparkly bunnies or something right. God, it's fucking, for a while that's fucking terrifying dude oh my god Your number two? All right. Uh, well, no, this would be my number one. Oh. 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So this is the one that I came up with while we were like, you know, recording. Um, so I, I've decided, like, I've been kind of breaking down horror into subgenres that I enjoy. I guess maybe I've I've hit that age where I have to organize a little bit more in my brain. Um, and uh, I love anthology horror. Um, I'm a big fan of that. If you haven't watched uh, Mortuary Ta- Mortuary Tales on or the Mortuary Collection on Shutter yet, do it. It's really cool. Uh, and I also watched Tales from the Hood Three. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> it was alright. Um, I like found footage movies. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying those. I recently rewatched uh, the Hell House series, and uh, man, the third one stinks though. Like it's kind of the third oh, yeah. one's kind of bad. Uh, the second one is, eh, but the first one's pretty tight. Um, and I watched the Houses that October built, and uh, I enjoyed the first one. And I completely didn't understand why they just undid everything good about the first one right in the beginning of the second one. Um, I feel like they could have just done different people and, uh, and it would have been fine, but whatever. Uh, but I'll, go watch all of those if you get the chance. Um, all right. So there's, but there's a genre that I, I enjoy, or at least I've been finding myself enjoying more. And it's a monster from, from, from horror cinema that I feel like kind of gets the shaft a lot. And I'm hoping maybe we could figure out why, uh, witches. When it comes to film, witches kind of get the fucking shaft. Like, what do we got? We've got, um, you've got, uh, oh god, I'm fucking forgetting what it is. Uh, the witches. No, yeah, like all of the ones, like all of the movies about like the Salem witch trials and stuff like that. Like those aren't quite what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, uh, let's see, I rewatched Lords of Salem the other day. Mm. I really like that movie. I think it might be my favorite Rob Zombie movie, and I think it's because it's the least Rob Zombie movie of all the Rob Zombie <laughs> movies. Um, and and Sherry Moon in it is the least Sherry Moon. Like, she's like a completely different character than she usually is. And it doesn't have a movie full of, like, these kind of unlikable white trash characters that he likes to kind of force into all of his movies. It's a good which movie it's really really well done um obviously i'm a big fan of the vich um it was on this morning jen hates it uh but like i told her this morning like it kind of uh it i just realized like that movie has a happy ending the vich has a happy ending um because her 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 mom is fucking terrible and her father is fucking terrible and her siblings are equally terrible. The only people in that movie that are decent in any way is Thomason, the girl, and Black Phillip, the awesome ass goat. Um and uh and it it dawned on me this morning while I'm watching it that like Black Phillip is leading her through the woods at the end uh to this bonfire surrounded by like obviously witches. Um, you know, so he says to her, like, what's thou like to live deliciously? And then she goes to the circle and uh, she floats away up into the air with a giant smile on her face. And she's all happy. It's a happy ending. She has this horribly <laughs> oppressive uh, religious upbringing uh, where everyone around her is awful. And then a goat took her to the woods where she could be free. It's just it's happy. Like, oh, my God, it's the happiest ending. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other like witch movies I actually really kind of enjoy. Um, 
There aren't that many though, right? Like there's not that many witch movies. Like what do we get? We have like the craft, like, nah, no thanks. Um, I feel like I was not at all the, the, the market they were going for with no. that one. Um, I have no interest in the, the, the rebooted or ex- whatever the, the, the sequel re- well, I don't know what the fuck it is, but there's another craft movie that I'm not into. Um, that's it, right? Like witches are kind of scary though. Like they put like weird curses on people and like awful, awful things happen to them. And like, there's not just one, there's always like 10, like they always roam in packs. Like, it's like think about it you're like you one of your favorite moments in the paranormal activity franchise is the soccer mom moment and those are witches like it's like that's what we get like we get the soccer mom moment instead of like these like powerful kind of ageless women that like can just you know like manipulate time and rip your fucking spine out through your nose and shit like that like american horror story coven or coven got it like i feel like that was a solid witch kind of can't call it a movie but like so listeners what aaron is saying is he does not like strong independent women that's not what i said he says all of you should sit in the kitchen and make him a sandwich. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then and, and now all of my sandwiches will be cursed. And thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> seriously though, I want like, uh, after watching Lords of Salem and the witch this morning, and I'm kicking myself because I knew there was another one that I was like, I have to watch this too. And I can't think of what the hell it is. Um, I think we need more witch movies. So anybody out there listening that makes movies like, I don't know, make a cool witch movie. But not Hocus Pocus. Not Hocus Pocus. Again, I feel like that just wasn't... I wasn't the market for Hocus Pocus. Right. Like, I know people that live and die by that fucking movie, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> God, I am not that person. And uh, more power to you, I guess, but like... I had to sit through it three times in a row oh, once. In a row? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You, woof. That's horrible, man. That's like, I don't even do that with a movie I like, right? Like we only made it twice through Sin City, and then we had to go home. I haven't watched it since. <laughs> I haven't. Like, well, I've enough of that for that this yeah, lifetime. I've, I can't. I was gonna say I haven't watched it a ton, but that's a total lie. I've watched that movie plenty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's my number one, man. I guess in like no quite specific order was. Uh, I think witches are underutilized in horror. Um, I think was hereditary a witch movie is that count or is that more of like a possessiony kind of no, there were, there's, like a there's like a coven in that there. like uh midsummer that's a witch movie kind sort eh, no not really that's like a wicker man like kind of pagany sort of like it's in the vein but it's like an offshoot i guess like i don't know i feel like uh i feel like that a24 company like they, i feel like they like to do witch movies it seems like that sort of thing so I guess maybe I'll have to wait and see if I get some more out of them. But, all right, that's my number one. What's your number one? Mitch McConnell. Whoa! You know what? I, this is too. <laughs> this shit's too scary. I'm out. <laughs> the man is slowly rotting. <laughs> yeah. He stopped using the force lightning. I guess. Yeah. Right. Unlimited power. He's fucking Christ. <laughs> die, Mitch. Die. <laughs> Yeah, my number one was Godzilla. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I took the fucking wind out of your sails on that one. Sorry. (laughs) 
I didn't have a backup. I know. I know. I fucked it up. I should have gone with King Kong or something. And then we could have tied them together. That would have... Damn it. And I could have told you how I disliked Peter Jackson's... I don't like Peter Jackson's either, so... We could have we could have talked for a while about how much we dislike that. I, I didn't want to have to leave a movie thinking, where's the logistics of her fucking that monkey? Because <laughs> she was trying to fuck that monkey. Yeah. It was... Uh, like a, a gorilla. I guess he was a, yes, gorilla. a gorilla. Yes, King Kong's a gorilla. Uh, Monkeys on tails. It, that movie was so boring and bloated and so much unnecessary shit. And the CGI, every movie that came out in that area of time, the CGI all looks so bad now. Like it all looks so dated, but that one especially. Um, so if you're looking for a King Kong movie, I would suggest either watching the original or go watch Skull Island, which leads into the Godzilla movies and is far superior to Peter Jackson's got King Kong movie. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely like the Skull yeah, Island movie. It was fun. It knew what it was. Okay, why don't you wrap us up here? Oh, man. All right, so let's see if I can remember how to do this. Um, all right, it's been a while, so we hope you had fun with it. We definitely did. Uh, this was awesome to get back to making shows for everybody and uh, sharing some laughs, and I hope you enjoyed it, obviously. Uh, so if you want to follow the pod on Twitter, obviously, you would go to How We Saw It Pod. Uh, if you want to follow me on twitter you would go to a thomas 1978 now normally right here i would say hey mike if the people wanted to follow you on social media where would they do it and you would say you know follow me at medic fine by Palmer. uh but uh little you know things have been changing it's been a little while and mike doesn't have twitter anymore um he uh he 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 dipped his toes into some caustic fan base water uh and uh well he he, he burned himself he got burned he got burned uh, he got burned good um i think unfairly i think what you said was completely fine uh and completely legit uh but apparently apparently there were some angry internet peeps that did not agree with you about that at all so there there is no at the moment there is no following mike on social media um i've been kind of keeping him up to date you know with things which that he's missed which has been zero i think thus far uh but if you want to pass messages along to mike i will gladly be your your middle name um (laughs) all right so uh well i guess for now yeah i know it threw me off right um uh i guess for now that's uh that's what we've got for you everybody uh and we are going to see you all next time. Mike, say goodnight to everybody. Good night, everybody. Later, y'all.